How are you doing, bro? Good, man. Good. I'm you had a busy good. day by the sounds of it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three months <laughs> tomorrow, hey. I should just leave. I should just leave. Three months. <laughs> what is so busy and hectic about it? Is it just you don't get a break? Like you um, don't sit down? I find it hard to switch off because then when you collect all your interviews, you actually have to write them. And I find it hard to like relax because then I think, oh crap, I've got to get them all done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know. But it's right. Yeah, it's true. Right. That's yeah. just the job though, eh? It is. It is. It is. We yep. all have deadlines. We can't put stuff off forever. No, nah, that's true. That is true. I've got quite a few self-imposed deadlines at the moment. Have you? Um, yeah, like I, some of the jobs I have, I don't. Yeah, they don't say when it has to be done by. Some they do. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I like to be well ahead of the curve. So, yeah, I'll set a deadline for myself. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that I keep moving the work off, off my off my desk, sort of thing. Nice, yeah, bro. That's cool. That's a good idea. So we were texting earlier. You never actually answered my question. What did you have for lunch? Oh, for lunch. Um... You just utilised a classic stalling tactic, by the way, where you repeat the question did back. I? What did I say? I can't even remember. But... I said, "What did you have for lunch?" And you said. What did I have for lunch? <laughs> oh, did I actually? Oh, I actually can't remember, bro, which leads me to believe that I may not have had lunch. You may not have had lunch. Yeah. You're funny, man. I don't think I did have lunch, man. Did you have dinner? Yeah. I had a Subway wrap. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I had um, I had Peter Pit the other day for lunch. Man, it was good. And there's so many good options. I had a salad from Peter Pit. And it was really, really good. Nice. Yeah. No, I love Peter Pitt. I do love Peter Pitt. Yeah, man. Sushi, Peter Pitt. I would definitely recommend those food items. Hey, tonight I was thinking, um, and we're, we're rolling here. I'll just slide nice. in. Uh, I'll nice. fade up into somewhere uh, uh, during Sweet. this conversation. But tonight I was thinking we could get political. <laughs> nice i'm down i'm down yeah um yeah and one of the reasons is i just got an email for the mm-hmm. first time in my life i got an email from one of those companies that does political surveys for mm-hmm. uh, like tv one oh, and all yeah, that yeah 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 and it was quite long and it was it was quite good and i sat there and i finished it probably took me 15 minutes yeah um while I was waiting for Jethro to go to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, because normally I hear about the results of these surveys and I think, who, who are filling these in? I've got no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but for once, it was a white male born in the year 1989. So, wow. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They asked all sorts of questions, eh? Like, uh, um, punishment for repeat to, uh, offenders should be much harsher. You know, yes. everything from yeah. strongly yeah. agree to strongly disagree and a few in between. Um, things like the wealthy should be taxed on their overall wealth, not just their income, to which, of course, I'm going to show my yeah. political views here. Yeah. I responded strongly disagree. 
because the very idea that you should be taxed on a percentage of your net worth is absolutely ridiculous because you can't pay tax on something that you don't have the money to pay. For example, you might own a million dollar property, which is not hard to do these days. You might only earn $70,000 a year, uh, Mm. but you're required to pay a percentage on, you know, $1 million of wealth. Yeah. And your normal tax on your $70,000 income. How Mm. is that? How is that at all fair? That guy on that, you know, relatively, um, I guess, average income. Mm. It has to front up with that that money that he doesn't have unless he sells his house. Yeah. So anyway, just just silly things like that. Um, yeah, bro. Should New I've Zealand never done be a, a political survey, eh? Yeah, never. Never. Okay, well, maybe yeah. the turn's coming. I'm sure they. Yeah. Things like, uh, should New Zealand be opposed to nuclear-powered ships in New Zealand waters? To which, of course, I said strongly disagree. I mean, that's just yeah. ridiculous. We need to move on from that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's about probably all I should say before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> nah, bro, you're allowed to be. You can. I I think. Uh, yeah, I th- I'm 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 sick of New Zealand being the way it is, man. <laughs> so I I, think I yeah. I should I should probably temper what I'm saying by actually letting people know that I used to be very much in the middle if not a little bit left-leaning because yeah, i same. i thought actually the idea of being a bit more liberal in certain departments makes sense but the thing i've noticed over the last few years is that liberal is not the same it's there's there's two different terminologies mm. here right mm-hmm. and actually the left party is very restrictive. They're yep. not. They're not liberal at all. They nah. they used to be. They make you want to think that they are by legalizing mm-hmm. marijuana, but the amount of extra rules and regulations that they implement just mm-hmm. for the sake of um, doing what they think is right or what the studies have shown or blah blah mm. blah, implementing mm. these things that slow down growth and slow down development and make it harder to unlock land, harder to build houses just mm. slows down the overall development process that actually costs the country a lot of of money and time oh heck yeah and is heck actually yeah. not very liberal uh so which has actually caused me to go if anything the other way and more mm. more libertarian um mm. open things up get things moving again mm. would you um i mean this is a hard question but you know, a lot of people say that voting for the minor parties is a wasted vote or, you know, like they talk about that phrase, wasted vote. But if enough people are disaffected or dissatisfied by stuff, do you think it's interesting this time around where there might be more hats in the ring in a way? Like, um, It seems like there definitely will be. Like you just got to yeah. look at the how ACT is polling. David Seymour's knocking it out of the park because he keeps making so much sense, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, I I just think it doesn't matter. Um, don't don't listen to anyone that says a 
vote for a minor party is is worthless yes mm. you can argue it it absolutely is but at the end of mm. the day you should vote how you how your yeah. uh, opinions play out where yeah. you align most with um and yeah. i think christopher Luxon's going to be a great leader it's looking like national's going to win yeah i i think if you can be the he was the successful ceo of Air new zealand for many many years and in my opinion running a country should be viewed very much as running a successful business and you need a yeah. you need a leader at the helm and people criticize him for a lot of reasons and yeah i would agree with a good amount of those uh but i th- i think a lot of those things don't actually matter as much as what people think mm. we need to mm. we need to come back to basics here we need to get our our finances in order as a country mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. need to get our school systems in order we need mm-hmm. to get our crime in order mm-hmm. and um yeah, I mean, we probably need to balance out our, our welfare system and make sure people are uh, yeah. are, are helped, Harder. that people have what they need, that kids... Harder. And something, another thing that I am fully in favour of, um, and I'll give the argument for and against, is taking mm. GST off fresh fruit and vegetables. 100%. And the reason it makes sense is because it makes these things that are good for you cheaper. But the counter argument is that it just makes them cheaper for the more affluent people that normally buy them anyway, because right, quite often right. the lower income households will eat more of yeah. the processed foods anyway oh. and not actually buy fruit and veggies. So they're not actually, the, the people you want to benefit won't actually benefit. And yes, right. that might be true, but education is the key here. Mm-hmm. And um and they should be buying fruit and vegetables, but they don't know it. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you fix yeah. that. Oh, you just can't because at the end of the day, people's choice is is king and should be respected. People should be able to choose what they put in their mouth, but yeah, they should have the knowledge to know what the potential consequences of that are. Totally. It's, it is interesting. One thing I'll say is that um, I'm not an expert as such, and it's not always the case because David Seymour might be the exception. I don't know if he's a career politician type public servant figure, but like I do notice a difference when somebody like John Key or Christopher Luxon come from the business sphere. Because, for example, our current prime minister, Chris Hipkins, is a lifer in terms of being a public servant. So now he his framework is that so that means he doesn't actually have any other uh parameters to draw on and the danger is i think this is my opinion the danger is number one you get so used to that being the way that you're confused when average joe says something and you're like wait a minute what (laughs) you know that kind of thing you you lose your your sense of normalcy, if that makes sense. That's an excellent um, point. Yeah, because you almost end up, in, you do end up in your own bubble. I remember when Judith Collins, who was a former leader of National, she's a an example of that is that she's a, a lifer, you know, a lifetime public servant. And she was asked what the price of a block of cheese was. And she was way off. <laughs> so, 
like I mean, it's Judith Collins. Thing. Yeah, she yeah. used to be a lawyer. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay, well, no, she you're, was. You're, you're incorrect on that. I'm sorry, but she started her own law firm. Law firm. Uh-huh. She was a lawyer. From okay. Well, anyway, she may not have been a lifer, but she was misinformed with something that's really important to like everyday Kiwis. Yeah. So everyday Kiwis want to know that you know what matters to them. You know. And yeah. I just feel like if you are like Chris Hipkins, who you just lose touch a little bit, and it, it is like um, it's frustrating because it's like I I think I, I think they can all lose touch, right? Because you've got um, Chris Hipkins, who's been a lifetime politician, you yeah. know, um, uh, um, and 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 Jacinda Ardern was the same. You know, like people yep. joke about her job being at the fish and chip shop, and then she studied communications, and yep. then she did um, she, yeah, which huh. is why she was such a brilliant communicator. And um, you know, I mean, in, in many ways, she was a brilliant leader. I just completely disagree with most of her decisions. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, you're right. Just going back to to the John Key thing, the amount of mana that that man possesses and knowledge in in um in leadership and mm. the business sphere uh is just phenomenal and mm. we all felt so much peace when he would go overseas and represent our country but totally. i don't feel the same sense anymore when the current representatives are talking nah, about exactly. trade trade options exactly. and setups yeah. and everything like that so i uh, i yeah. mean one thing that's come to my attention in my thought process recently is the fact that there doesn't seem to be any sort of comeback on politicians when they're no. making decisions and no. making making rules. Uh, hmm. But that's not how the real world works. Exactly. Like in, in the business sphere, there's liability. You know, we see it all the time with health and safety. If you don't have your systems and procedures in place, Mm. Um, and then an uh, an employee gets hurt. It comes back to the guy at the top, and the guy at the top uh-huh. is the CEO. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it filters all the way up. And so, and I don't know how you would do it, but it seems at the moment like many public servants um, will often take the easy way out, which could be the thing mm. that gets them in least trouble, or the, even the thing that's the most expensive from you know mm. sometimes, or the thing that's the easiest. Uh-huh. But not necessarily the best. Yeah. Uh, so if I feel like there needs to be some sort of increased accountability, because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, for example, whose balls are on the line for the millions of dollars of vaccines that had to be thrown out? No, no yeah, exactly. No one. Yeah. Exactly. Who is getting their pay cut for that? Who's getting their pay docked because they overordered? Mm-hmm. On faulty information, exactly. you exactly. can argue. You know, yeah. so it's things like that. I I want someone to be held responsible because that money mm-hmm. could have gone to feeding hungry kids or to to beneficiaries that actually mm-hmm. that actually need yeah. it. You know? And that's a good example of uh, a mentality almost of maybe they don't actually compute. Maybe they get numb to the fact that you're talking about real money that's been wasted. You know, yeah. they throw money around as a public servant 
but actually somebody with a mentality that goes, wait a minute, <laughs> we, that's real money. We're talking, you sort of, you know, that's what we're talking about in terms of people who it, it's our money. It's not just like, and that segues num- beautifully into the next segment I want to talk about, which is money. Yeah. And yeah. what you're saying about that being real money, I think a lot of them have become numb because in many ways it's actually not real money. Yeah. Because it's of the numbers. way that, so, you know, currencies around the world that, you know, the US dollar, the New Zealand dollar, the Australian dollar, they they all have their origins in wanting to create some sort of local token that can be exchanged freely for goods and services, right? Because gold mm. is too heavy to mm-hmm. and cumbersome and to mm-hmm. give from one party to the other. And now these currencies, they're called fiat currencies, right? And only for the last, oh, sheesh, I don't know, maybe 60 years, maybe more elsewhere, I don't know, there's been the expansion of these fiat currencies. So basically mm-hmm. the supply, the total number mm-hmm. of New Zealand yep. dollars available has yep. increased. And the way it's increased is due to the Reserve Bank um, uh, issuing mm-hmm. more currency, essentially. And right. we, we've talked about this a little bit before, the, the idea of yep. actually printing money. And yeah. so a lot of the projects, and I mean, even the roading projects, either even the roading um, and, and infrastructure and all the infrastructure we have has been funded by expanding a balance sheet or printing money. Mm. And to a certain degree, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I think we need to keep our infrastructure advancing. But it also gets spent on frivolous things Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very, very dangerous to play with money supplies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's even the the global inflation we've seen is, I mean, very clever economists will provide hard evidence that it's actually a result of the increase in money supply, which happened during, during COVID. Yeah. Um, and that not many sense. people, yeah. I mean, it does make sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's if not. You print, if, if you print too much, you're going to cause <laughs> issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And you can't. That's often why economists say you can't just keep printing money because you actually cause downstream effects. Um, totally Un- unforeseen mm-hmm. consequences. So I don't know if you saw this week the US dollar got downgraded. Um, basically, no, from but I, a wow. triple plus to an A plus plus, which is you know, actually, I have heard that, dozen, and that's massive. The other. They, yeah, because <laughs> they haven't been, yeah, they haven't been that rating in so long. But you're talking trillions of dollars, their national debt, eh? like, yeah, trillions, they're, they're, they will never pay that back. Basically, the, the measurement is debt to GDP ratio, and I believe yeah. there's somewhere around 130%. <laughs> and yeah. The, yeah, here's also the argument as to why they might start cutting rates soon over there, because the the official cash rate also sets how much interest the government has to pay on its debt. Right. So it's currently, yeah, and and this is when the balance sheet starts to really blow out because it's 
basically its, its repayments on its debt are huge, trillions of dollars. And so they mm. basically end up having to print more money just to service the debt. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing, not to change the subject too, but the other thing we're talking about in terms of our government, I don't know quite how I feel about um, our, our parliamentary system allows for a government to govern alone um, if you get a majority of seats. Uh, and that, right. to me, I, I think that's proven to me that that's dangerous. Uh because yeah. you actually almost need somebody in there who is your coalition partner to keep yeah. you accountable because yeah. you if you govern alone and you're irresponsible i mean you can govern alone Completely. but you really have to take it seriously and yeah. we i believe we've seen examples of in recent times where labor has been governing alone and because they're not actually answerable to anyone mm. they don't feel they need to justify anything Wow, and yeah, so, may, maybe that's the that's the missing piece that um, I haven't seen in regards to the liability mm. aspect. There needs yeah. to be people, there, there needs yeah. to be their counterparties watching yes. their every move and judging yeah. them and holding them yes. accountable, saying, why yeah. are you doing that? Why did you yeah. choose that? That was more yes. expensive. That wasn't the best option. Right. That was made in China instead of buying New Zealand made, you know, things like that. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'll hear often in, in the polls and stuff, they'll say our latest read research poll shows that national and act could govern alone. Mm-hmm. They've got enough. Oh, no, sorry. They say you could govern alone if you by yourself. But they say national and act have enough votes together to form a government. So yeah. in that case, act would be in there holding national accountable. And they say the Labour and the Greens can form a government. The idea being that the Greens helping Labour get across the threshold to the government would be that party to keep Labour. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that they always act like that though, because you've got exactly uh, you've got a right wing party supporting a centre party and then you've got a <laughs> very left wing party supporting a, a yeah, yeah. left to neutral party. So you myself in trouble eh? You have these <laughs> you have both these echo chambers. So like yeah. Yeah. Ideally you would have um yeah you know, someone more left-leaning in there with, with the right-wingers yeah. balancing things out a bit. Yeah. This is probably going to show my hand a bit, but I don't think the Greens would keep anyone accountable for anything because they just, you know. But ACT, David Seymour, is really good. He, I think he would be really good at keeping National accountable should they need to be because he does, as yeah. you said, talk a lot of sense. Um, yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, I I don't want to get too far into it. Although I nah, really, nah, nah. I, I I mean, I really don't mind telling people exactly what I think. No, nah, neither. And, uh, I mean, neither. He, here's the other thing: I reserve the right to change my opinion in the future, one hundred exactly. And also, exactly. I actually wish that I didn't care about politics. I wish that I was yeah. just an artistic type that. <laughs> Spent all his time playing music and yeah. didn't even know who the government was. Yeah, yeah but for yeah. whatever reason, the yeah. the the engineer in me, the rational side, yeah, just starts yeah. to get frustrated when I see silly things happening with my tax money. Yeah, and so yeah. maybe that's where where the responsibility yeah. starts to kick in. Yeah, I mean, I, I it is it's weird because 
I know I know a little bit about the inner workings of it, but I never get worked up about it. I just make a decision in my mind and go, no, nah, you suck. I'm not voting for you or what, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. it's crazy because lots of people get so passionate about it. And I'm like, if you don't like something, just change it. Like, you know, yeah. and it's funny because if people don't change, if they don't grow and learn and, and inform themselves and then they vote for the same thing and then end up six months down the track and go, ah, oh, crap, we've got the same thing. And then you say, well, you know, did you actually <laughs> figure out what you were voting for, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because the election's not that far away, eh? No, it's, it's like really close. Months. Yeah. yeah, I'll bring up the date here. It's um, uh, from the 2nd yeah. of October to 14th of October. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so just coming, looping back around to that next topic I wanted to nice, talk nice. about. Yeah, yeah, a little go, bit go. around financial tips and financial literacy because, yeah. you know, as, <laughs> as you know, things are really tight at the moment. I've got a financial tip, okay. which I'm curr- currently living at the moment. Don't lose your wallet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've always been bad it's, at that. It's probably uh, literally somewhere between here and Subway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm borrowing a few tips here from Investopedia. I'm mm-hmm. going to rattle through a few of them and then I'm going to focus on one in particular. Okay. I'm going to make some notes because some of this might be helpful for me. I mean, the first one's relatively straightforward especially today where you're paying huge interest rates on credit cards and that sort of thing, but pay with cash, not credit. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that that would be number one. Number two is educate yourself. Okay. Mm. Actually learn, read read some books, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, some financial planning books, all all that sort of thing. Educate yourself. Number three, learn to budget. Uh, Mm. Yeah. So, Know what your monthly income is, um, set it aside, work out the percentages so that you know how much you spend in a month. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the number four here is start an emergency fund. I think that oh, is yeah. that is actually a good idea. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that probably is actually a good idea. Yeah. I'm thinking about that one. But do you um, have one or no? Well, I mean, it operates differently because. We, we have a sum of money available in our debt facility, right. which right. I can draw on at any time. So I, I guess I do have that emergency fund. Yeah. So, yeah, I do align with that. Yeah. Uh, number five, save for retirement now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably, there is a few more down there, but this is the one I wanted mm. to focus on because it's it's quite incredible. Okay. Now, I want to run through some some just pretty standard numbers here. I looked mm-hmm. up the average salary in New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. This will be fun. Can you guess how much it is? 50,000 something? Nope, 97,300. What the heck? <laughs> is that the average? <laughs> yes, bro, is that's it? the average. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> well, I'm screwed. <laughs> I was surprised too. It's actually quite high. It's so, quite high, yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, seeing that, and then having my reaction, what I did is I calculated that the the monthly cash in hand income of an income of seventy five thousand. No, mm-hmm. I used eighty thousand. Okay, let's use eighty thousand mm-hmm. because that's less okay, than yeah. the average. 
$80,000 income. Okay, cash in hand is $4,921 a week after contributing to KiwiSaver at 3%. Right. Okay, and that's assuming no student loan because obviously that's, that's 101. Pay off your student loan as soon as possible. Absolutely. Oh, I will say I'll jump in here mm-hmm. and say that uh, that is an area that I'm fortunate in. I have paid off my loan. Yes, my very good. Loan. Okay. Yeah. So and anyway, lots of people haven't taken. Yeah. Yeah. So a surprising mm-hmm. amount. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine you have four thousand nine hundred and twenty-one dollars a month. Okay. Right. Um, you've worked out that you can pay your rent and food and everything. And you have 10% of that left over, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. say you have $492 spare mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put that in the bank, if that was your static situation for 40 mm. years, which is not because incomes increase naturally over time, but $421 a month, mm. that is $5,052 a year. Okay, mm-hmm. over the next 40 years, that would be $202,000, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold that number. Mm-hmm. $202,000. That's what your life savings would be, okay? Mm-hmm. Imagine you take that monthly 10% that you have and mm-hmm. you put it in an index fund, which is basically a collection of very sound yeah. companies who nice. are growing their cash flows and growing their their, their their, their dividends. So something like the S&P 500 in America or the New Zealand top 10, which consists of companies like Fisher & Paykel and Main Freight. Just, yep. just to throw some names out there so people sort of know what mm. this is. If you mm. were to throw that $492 a month mm. uh, into one of those funds, now this is a, a little bit higher, but it's actually... Um, yeah, it's among the average rate of returns for a good fund, 9% mm. annually. If you mm. took if you compounded that monthly contribution annually by 9% over 40 mm-hmm. years, it works out to be $1,994,000. Holy crap. So, instead of 202,000, you end up yeah. with 2 million. Wow. Okay. That's the power of compound interest. Wow. Man, more people need to cotton on to that, eh? Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's mind-blowing, but it takes it takes a bit of consideration. Um, yeah. Wow. And so so let's be a little bit more realistic. Let's say let's say 6% annualized. That's pretty easy to achieve considering that uh, a savings account these days will earn you five. Right, okay. right. Even six percent, you end up with nine hundred and thirteen thousand, as opposed to two hundred and two thousand. That's amazing, man. Why don't they teach financial literacy at school, like you know, from an early age? Or well, I I don't know. I don't know. It's to be honest, it's actually. It is actually quite difficult to wrap your head around. Now, Mm. the way things are changing at the moment with interest rates going up, there is, you can actually get, like I said, four or 5% in the bank. So most people are naturally heading back into the state where they will actually achieve compound interest. 
Right, right. Uh, but for the last, I don't know, 10 years, interest rates have been pretty flipping low. So, yeah, yeah, it's been more important than ever huh. to really consider where, where your yields are. That's incredible. Eh? Where, your, where your interest is coming from. So, yeah, and saying that, have you worked out what your interest rate is yet? No, no idea. No, okay. Mm. I don't even know where my wallet is. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I will be completely straight with you. Probably in the morning, I'm going to go and cancel all the cards and just buy new ones and, or like, not buy them. <laughs> <laughs> not but well no they do actually i'm pretty sure the, the bank's charging me now bro oh frick bro we want to talk about <laughs> financial literacy i you know these bloody iphone 13s or whatever they they took the headphone jack out of the actual phone right yeah and they had, oh, let's have a really cool idea about putting a bloody little plug that goes into the phone and then you plug the thing into the headphone. And yes. let's make this little two-inch thing, 20 bucks a freaking pop, and then we'll be able to get more money because of that not being, you know, normal. And yeah. I worked out at Noel Leeming, bro, because I lose everything, I have purchased 26 of those bloody Apple adapters. You're joking. Nah, bro. I am the top purchaser of those damn little adapters. Are you so, serious? hundred percent. I can't. How much tell do they you cost what, each? Twenty bucks. So, bro, I worked it out. I can't tell you the time frame. <laughs> I can't tell you the time. Frame. I have spent five hundred and twenty dollars in my lifetime shopping at No Leaving, buying just those. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, I, and that's just at uh, Noel Leeming. I'm sure there's times I've also bought things. I need to hold my tongue because I will really offend you. <laughs> that's Bro. really bad, man. <laughs> I know. But it makes me want to, well, I mean, it's my fault. But it makes me want to flip and lose my lid at Apple for that. Well, actually. Hang on. Let's, let's turn that around. Doesn't that make you want to own Apple stock because they have a good recurring revenue model? That you could look at it that way, but I haven't quite calmed down enough to be that clear. <laughs> have that much clarity. <laughs> so yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, wow, that's an awesome story to finish on, bro. Thanks for that. <laughs> I needed a laugh after my boring rants. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about financial literacy, and yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, that Stop doesn't losing seem your to me shit. to be. <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't. laughs> Yeah, that would be my example of financial illiteracy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to Small Town Journey. If you want to connect with us, you can send us an email, smalltownjourneypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you go to www.anchor.fm forward slash smalltownjourney, you can send us a voice memo and give us some feedback on anything we may have talked about. Shout out to Samuel James, who creates this amazing music that you're hearing underneath my voice right now. He creates thoughtful, ambient, beautiful sounds. So if you need some custom music, check out his link in our description for his Instagram and send him a message. But anyway, thanks again for listening. This has been Small Town Journey.